It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long. And you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss the Broadway Across Canada production of Aladdin. So Isaac, you know, earlier this year we both frequented a production of the the stage play, or I guess the musical, I should say, of Anastasia, the recent one. So I, I guess enjoying the uh, your time with the stage with Anastasia, you decided to take in another stage play this year, and that is well, what what is that? Uh, this was Aladdin. This was the Disney uh, adapted to stage uh, classic Disney movie. Well, yeah, I guess classic Disney movie Aladdin. Hmm. Now, was it the same uh, company, Broadway Cross Canada? Was did you see in the same location, or uh, it is indeed? Looking at the pamphlet right here, the playbill, uh, it says Broadway Cross Canada. So this is their uh, this is their next show. I don't know what their next show, but their current show. I don't know uh, when it's leaving the Queen Elizabeth Theater, which I uh, we we would usually go to. Um, but I have here the 2023 and 2024 season, a preview. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I very much would. And I'll just say uh, Brianna and me actually bought season tickets. So once the next season starts, yeah, we'll be, we've got tickets to all those shows. Uh, I believe, oh, what the hell is that next play that's coming next? Um, in the same year, this year, it's right here. Uh, Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. That's the next one coming September 12th to 17th. That should be a good one. Hmm. And that's it for I think that, I think that's it for this season. I think so, yeah. But anyways, we have next year. I don't know if it's in this order. It might be. Uh, but we have Hairspray. Yeah. We have Hades Town, Frozen, and Mean Girls. Yeah, that's the package that we bought. Yeah, those four shows. Very nice. And two of them, I'm very excited to see: Hairspray and Mean Girls. Frozen, I'm curious to see. I, I don't know what that's going to be like, but I at least know the music's going to be great. Hades Town, I don't know what that is, but I'm curious to find out. <laughs> I have heard it has been making the rounds. I don't know if it's uh, from this year, uh, if it's just a very... Um, it's re- it has a very positive reputation to it. So uh, I assume it was like to- Tony winning Best Musical. Obviously, it has to have <laughs> some form of uh, positive feedback to it. Uh, Frozen the Musical, I think I'm most excited for because I've been listening to the album uh, at least a few months ago. I was listening to it nonstop because it was ah. it's very good. I think it's uh, it's probably better than the film uh, just because it has more time to breathe and they remove some of the fat, if you'd call that, from the film. 
uh, mm. maybe, maybe just a certain point of view. They remove the fat, and they kind of get into the characters' heads a little more. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I will spoil, I was going to bring that out. It was a secret uh, plot of mine. That when I was going to go see Frozen, I was going to get us to do the uh, the duology. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to like make us watch all these other films. At the same time, where like you know we watch all three Hairspray movies, and then we watch the Frozen duology, and then the Mean Girls movie. Well, if you end up going to those shows, maybe that will be a fun thing to do. Yeah, we'll only see. Uh, but for now, let's 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 start with uh, what I. Th- well, yeah, get, yeah. Go ahead and ask away. Hmm. Where to start? Um, I was curious when I saw the uh, the poster for it, how they were going to realize the genie and the genie coming out of the bottle. How how was that stuff done? So my best thing is the genie. Uh, my worst thing mm. is Act Two, and I will, mm. you know, I will further explain myself. But uh, the genie, sure. like, uh, ever, I'm going to make a direct comparison to uh, the live action film, and I really don't want to do that because I do like Guy Ritchie, but at the same time. That was, from what everybody tells me, it was more like just a, uh, a a quick crash check for him to, you know, do a job so he could keep making his other movies. So, um, you know, if, a lot of people were unimpressed. Well, you know, some people might be impressed. Other people might not be impressed with uh, how that went, how the the film itself uh, occurred. Or, the, the yeah, that film occurred. Excuse me. And, you know, how it wasn't exactly as bombastic or as well realized as the original animated film was not as animated i can safely say that this play was almost as animated if not just as animated as the original film it's based off of oh wow oh that sounds interesting Hmm. um i backstory as well uh for a number of years i don't remember how long but for a number of years uh from also in the year 2013 uh, Disney has a, I think they still have it there, but they have a stage play or they have a, a big theater, uh, at California adventure in the back lot where they oftentimes put on plays. And these are like 45 minutes. There's no intermission. Just everybody goes in there. You sit in there and you basically just get to watch your, your musical or your, yeah, you get to watch like, you know, one of their films done like pretty quickly. And so they've done Aladdin and they did frozen, I believe. And so, the Aladdin one I saw way back in 2013, about 10 years ago. And this was, I think that was largely based off of, or what was based and eventually became the Broadway musical. Uh, so they kind of like started it in the roots of Disney and then they like put it out into Broadway. Cause I remember when I was there in 2018 uh, in LA, I was walking around uh, the LA strip and I saw some posters uh, or yeah, posters for uh, Aladdin, the Broadway musical. So I largely knew what they were going to do with this film, uh, or this film, this, this production, excuse me, but it was di- it definitely was a step up and are quite different uh, than the uh, Hyperion play, as I'm calling it. The Hyperion play had, when Prince Ali came out, it was, oh my goodness, they had like a mannequin or like a, a fake elephant that came out with like Aladdin on it. I believe they had uh, during a whole new world, they had the magic carpets go around like into the audience above mm. very, very well, a good production there. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll definitely be hearing me uh, refer to John Hammond's uh, mortal line spared no expense. 
so that was something that actually when I was coming into uh, this production, I was a little bit not hesitant, but I was definitely uh, quite. Um, I won't say apprehensive, but I was curious just to see how they were going to translate some of that stuff from that production into this uh, Broadway across Canada, because we definitely don't want another mishap of Spider-Man turn off the dark when it came to cable manipulations and having people uh, high above the stage where they could get injured if something were to go wrong. Um, this production did not disappoint me. Um, so best thing, yeah, is the genie. Um, he like has like the equal amount of animated energy as as Robin Williams, uh, but in in theater, I think maybe it works somehow because he is he's fully realized and he is like just the guy playing him was was proud of it. Like he was so well done, like so well rehearsed. My goodness, like my hats off to him. Uh, every time, just like Caleb with Doctor Strangelove, every time I saw him, I had a smile on my face, and I kept chuckling to myself. I'm like, ah, this guy is, this guy's something else. He is, this guy is a hoot, a holler, and lo loving it. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna ask about the, uh, or maybe I did already ask about the how they did the effect with the with him coming out of the the bottle, because I was curious if this show also utilized all the CGI. Uh, screens like they did in Anastasia oh or if they did that more practically trust me this is the thing this is where like you almost want to purchase a ticket just to see the production side of it because unlike Anastasia where you know go listen to our thoughts on that from several months ago uh one of the things they had these the, the these projection screens these, these screens is this volume if you would call it mm. uh in place of a lot of props um, now Caleb obviously went and saw Fiddler on the Roof earlier, and by tradition standards, they actually had props. And in this, they did not disappoint. Again, John Hammond spare no expense. Like um, the the sets, like initially when we see Agraba, you see all these. I think it's almost as colorful as the film itself, as the uh, as the animated film itself. When it comes to uh, the costume design, my goodness, all the background characters. Oh my! Like the costume department should have like won a Tony for this. I, hmm. I I kid you not. It was so they were so well realized and they were very colorful. They had different patterns. They had many different like costumes as well. I was very impressed by that. Um, and there were people. I could I could tell like a lot of the extras were going back uh, backstage to just quickly like change into something else. My goodness, it was. This, like whoever directed this was like amazing and, and, the, and all the extras like got on their costumes fairly quickly as well very good turnaround i, I have to again like tip my hat to that stuff but um Sagarba looks great and then comes the cave of wonders and i remember my friends saying like i'm i'm worried like you know what the cave of wonders is gonna look like he's he's wondering what's what's gonna happen and so we see the the beast itself we see the the the, the lion or tiger head that you know opens up opens its mouth and owl goes in there and go inside goodness gracious the the walls the the sets the the towers of gold it was again spared no expense my friend it was it was <laughs> so well done the designs like there was like the, the only thing that was like you know you could see in the background was like um uh, the, 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 the background cloth or, or whatever you want to call it. 
like the screens that's what it is the screens there was like almost no projections and what they did with the genie effect oh they had they they did have like a projection but it moved with the set it was very i don't know how to describe it exactly but it would go up it was probably like a separate light potentially i gotta like i want to know what the how the projection would work here but it was like a light that kind of not a laser pointer, but a blinking light. And it wasn't too flashy. Don't worry. It wasn't like in Anastasia where all of a sudden you mm. saw a gunfire that was meant yeah. to intentionally, you know, be uh, kind of shocking and out of nowhere and potentially um, strobe lighty effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, epileptic potentially. Uh, this was, no, this was like, because of how much light there was, it didn't, uh, wasn't brighter than everything else. I, my goodness, like, and as soon as he's, and, and they also hit him with smoke and mirrors. There's also some stage magic on, on set. There was also some real well done. Uh, they did some stage tricks, uh, the old uh, cutting somebody in half or uh, moving boxes around to make them uh, appear. It was very well done. Like a very, like it was like a stage show itself. Um, that's my, that's not only that, like the best part as well was a uh, friend like me. Like that was like, as soon as that was, as soon as that came on, I was like, even if the, like I somehow had to leave for Act Two, I I got my money's worth. This was worth the show itself because uh, they they took that number and that that uh, that musical number and just extended it for like ten minutes. It was it was phenomenal. And <laughs> of course, uh, as per I don't because I also listened to that track uh, some time ago actually. Um, it says in where is it? Song excerpts used with by permission. Uh, the genie ad lib, not ad lib, but he, they added some certain songs from previous Disney movies into uh, this, where he just all of a sudden, like you know, uh, starts singing solo. Those songs being Beauty and the Beast, Belle, Part of Your World, and Under the Sea. Oh, and also Colors of the Wind. So it was like, oh my goodness, like all right, like greatest hits basically. Um, yeah, it was very well done. And I, I couldn't be more happy. So if, if it ever, ever, I don't know if this is where the Latin tour ends, but my goodness, you have to, you, you definitely have to see uh, where uh, you, have, you have to definitely see this uh, just to be believed. Now, were you saying that, um, that they took some of those Disney's greatest hit songs and inserted into this, this musical? Yeah. So all like, probably seven or six minutes into the into friend like me genie all of a sudden brings out a mic and then does some solos and that's these songs Ah. that i was referencing oh that's that's quite interesting like a little medley type of deal yeah i would i would highly recommend everybody uh go listen to i'm I'm gonna just yeah say i'm feeling this and i definitely whatever streaming service on spotify apple music youtube music or uh title go listen to the Aladdin uh, theater production uh, soundtrack because you'll understand what I mean when you when you hear it. Mm. Now for the uh, the various act or uh, performers, which one do you think stood out for the uh, the best voice, best vocal performance? I uh, genie. I, I have to say mm. genie because here's the thing. I either they turned down their microphones maybe maybe it was the actors i i can't tell i don't want to pass judgment on them but uh when i heard them sing i was like oh i don't i don't know if like their mics are turned down or they're intentionally keeping their mics down low but i was kind of expecting more when it came to their singing voices because i had a difficult time hearing and maybe maybe that's just me i I don't know but i think i heard like a 
person in front of me say like they couldn't hear them. But either they weren't belting out loud or they were just doing a lot of acrobatics and or a lot of uh, cardio and, and, and dancing movements so they couldn't, you know, catch their breath. But that is one of the things that musical theater performers are known for is their cardio yeah. and the fact that they can dance and sing at the same time because that is it's very much a, a skill to have. I know I don't have that. Um, yep. rock, rock stars have something similar to that, but it's, it's a it's a performance. They have to very much, you know, be on uh, be on top of everything at that point. Yeah, full body performance. Yeah, the incredible work that the things that people can do on stage. Very much so. I know they don't get a lot of credit for that, but I gotta tip my hat for what they did do. But again, yeah, I I, I don't want to sound like a, a dunce or anything like that or detract or anything like that. I was just. I don't know. It just may, maybe these guys were new. I I have no idea. But I mean, I, I have the freaking pamphlet in front of me. Uh, but I was yeah, I was just a little bit like, oh, I wish they kind of you know, there was more projection. Maybe they just need more. But maybe this is a good step in their uh, in their acting direction. Uh, hopefully, when they do other plays, maybe they're they're they'll build off of this and they'll they'll learn more from this. Who knows? Hmm. Was this also an issue with just with the dialogue as well, or just particular particularly when they were singing? I think they were good with the dialogue. Um, charming, I'd say. I mean, more in terms of the, the volume issue. The volume issue. The volume issue on the dialogue seemed all right uh, mm. to me. I could hear mostly all that they said. But when it came to, uh, yeah, the, the singing, just, yeah, both both Latin and jazz, they they just were, yeah, they're, they're, their voices weren't as, weren't as pronounced as the, as the genie. Hmm. Yeah, that that is odd. Hmm. And it's weird. Maybe it was understudies. Uh, no, because they would have given me a pamphlet, or they they usually give you that uh, within the pamphlet. They'll they'll give you like a note, uh, a piece of paper saying like tonight's uh, performance will be uh, of Aladdin will be performed by the understudy. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that is odd. Hmm. Let me see right here. Let me give give me a second here. It's like. Understudies never substitute for listed players unless announced at the time of the performance. And they, mm. uh, I can see the understudy cast right here. Well, not their face. Uh, maybe they do have their faces here. Anyway, um, but yeah, they didn't. Uh, oh yeah, they do have them here. Uh, but no, I didn't see. Uh, it didn't show any pieces of paper that that described or showed me that it was uh, understudies. Mm. Well, that's too bad. But hopefully, that uh, Aladdin actor will. Yeah gets more experience and maybe improve for further performances yeah and again it was i maybe I, I forgot to mention but it was both aladdin and jazz's actors oh jasmine's yeah jasmine's actors mm. oh okay that's yeah i was just about to ask about her <laughs> well how about everyone's favorite baddie uh jafar so everything that was um that lacked that we, you know there was no rasputin in um anastasia and it said it was Gleb, very good performance uh, in that. But they took every aspect of uh, Rasputin, and then obviously the stuff from Jafar in uh, in the animated film, and just added it, uh, added them to this, and it was like absolutely. <laughs> he was he knocked it out of the park. He was like, he was big. He was loud. He was full of himself and potentially gay coded. And I was oh interesting. I could see that. I mean. Like, well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole, you know, theory, like gay theory behind, you know, those 90s or just most Disney villains before 2010 yeah. um, or 2000s where, you know, they're, they're all queer coded or something like that because, you know, they're 
Ursula for pit sakes. Like, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're loud, they're large, they love themselves, and like they're in love with being evil. Not yeah. That that's what gay okay. people are, but just still, it's like the, the, just that aspect. You've probably heard of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, with that kind of thing, there's a joy of the, the counterculture element. And yeah, frequently they'll code the villains, but yeah, just that jet, that freedom of enjoying the fact that they're outside of society can uh, sometimes, uh, what's the word? Fulfill that kind of reading. Yeah, be exhilarating, be free, uh, free-ish, uh, illuminating, not illuminating, but uh, elated or something like that. But uh, get get a rise out of it in a way. But, yeah, to go against like the social norms and know that they are yeah. evil. Um, no, yeah, it was it was great. Like you know, Jafar is uh, he's there to you know take over the kingdom. Um, and I think you probably should also ask about his sidekick. I was just about to go there. Uh, is it Iago? Is that how you it say is it? Iago, indeed. Yes. Did they have someone dressed up like a parrot or just someone fulfilling that role? Oh, they had the latter, which is somebody fulfilling that role. For you see, they instead had Iago be his sidekick. Did you ever see the animated version of The King and I? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So I believe there is uh, the villain that, who's also probably, you know, a very large ham and large and in charge, uh, has a sidekick. Think of Iago as that guy. Okay. It's been quite a while since I've seen that, but uh, I, I can picture it all Yeah. Bit. No, quite, <laughs> quite the, uh, quite, quite the weird, quite the weird comparison and uh, out of like kind of like obscure reference there, but a little bit. Uh, yeah. What I mean basically is, yeah, no, Iago is human in this case and just the sidekick to uh, the henchman or whatever to Jafar. And they of course do the obvious thing within like the first five minutes uh, of saying like, you know, Jafar obviously alluding to like, quit, you know, squawking or quit, quit acting like a parrot. You know, they obviously <laughs> go for th that joke, which oh, is obvious. Like him repeating what the villain says, that kind of thing. He often did that, but uh, not often, not, not as often. There was only like one time mm. where he kind of did that. But other than that, he was there definitely to be the comic relief. And you, you, you found him to be a standout as well, it sounds like? Um, he was, he was his own, like definitely the comic relief henchman. Uh, not all of his jokes landed for me, but I know that he was definitely getting a kick out of the audience. Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember if there was, I think there may have been a few jokes that may have had to go over some people's heads. And I mean that in a few, a few different ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe some lewd kind of stuff. That's what I mean, and there may have been some that were a little bit uh, innuendos, as even, you know, some of those Disney films were known for. Oh, yes, yeah. sometimes, yeah, subversively hidden. Definitely. Innuendos. Yes, yeah. quite, quite, uh, yeah, quite behind the barrier, as they say. And just outside of the play a little bit, how is the, uh, the audience? Was it a pretty, pretty loud one, pretty, like, uh, definitely enjoying the, the thing, or were they mainly, like, dead? Anytime, like, like for after Genie showed up, there was a lot of clapping. Like every now and then, like, like, like for the first like five minutes he was on screen, people just kept giving him claps. Like, just keep kept giving him rousing applauses because even I was doing it because he just, I tell this guy was was in love with himself. Like he was just proud, loud, and you could almost say like gay in a way. But like, man, he was just he was he stole he stole the show. What can I say? Happy gay or <laughs> the other kind of gay um uh both maybe because he was <laughs> he's both happy he was positive and he was just like 
I don't know if he was like gay code or anything like that, but just I mean, he was like loud, boisterous, and like proud of himself. Mm. And you definitely need an actor for that. You need you need the right uh, performer to do that kind of stuff. And this is literally like you know the uh, it, this is why like theater was made because mm. I don't know how well this would have translated on screen. Uh, this is de- well okay something like uh, I think Hamilton the musical on Disney Plus is perfect for this. Like this is definitely like. Again, we need we need more of those. We need we need more of those. This I would love to definitely see Disney put out some of these uh, on on Disney Plus, or just any of these things because it would really be because you know what? Yeah, I remember I saw I forget what performance it was on PBS, but I was moved. I was I was definitely like you know there was no awkwardness to it being on a, a stage play. I was like, no, this works. I need, I want to see more plays. Uh, maybe that's not obviously fair to the people, you know, doing p- p- theater plays and whatnot. But I, I definitely would love to watch more of these because you know, they would be more readily available. Yeah, and I know Cineplex puts out quite a bit of them. Uh, earlier this year, for for example, I went to go see Spirited Away, the uh, the musical, um, or more more stage production. There was a number of musical numbers, but it was more of a play. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd go to them more if they weren't like twenty five dollars a ticket. <laughs> or maybe it might have even been more um it was a little expensive but it, it was worth it i i think that that production was really well done and i'm i am curious to check out more of the ones that play there well perhaps i am just uh you, you know shooting myself in the foot or you know putting my uh having egg in my face or you know st- putting my foot in my mouth when saying that stuff so it's like you know, yeah i gotta be careful with how i say that but still yeah i definitely would recommend people to go out and you know if, if you have the money go out and you know watch a play live if you can see it and yeah obviously i'll i'll, I'll bring out the 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 obvious problem of your guy you guys are watching musicals not like real plays exactly we are watching the pop uh the the, the uh, mainstream stuff not the uh, underground cult counterculture stuff yeah no that's fair and, and i i don't know how much we live in a hub for that kind of stuff here in in vancouver i don't know if that really I don't know how much that stuff comes here or if maybe if it does we just don't see the the ads for it as much i would say that i've i know a few theater places i've seen several like you know holes in the wall plays uh so, you know the you know in my lifetime and they exist they they do exist here you just have to like know people to know people mm. yeah kind of got to be in that circle pretty much you have to really like be down like you're not gonna find anything insert well you, you might find something insert i mean like you know you could find you know my community theater obviously if you has even though that's you know they, it's no longer uh, around it's merged with the uh, langley players instead but like you know there's there's community theater and then there's obviously the surrey art center but yeah if you're downtown like yeah you're gonna definitely find a lot of different like playhouses and art houses and they have bull- there's also you know bulletins and and magazines and our uh, schedules for that kind of stuff. So that is kind of on us in a way. Yeah, to be fair, I shouldn't even be talking because I live about a two-minute walk from a dinner theater. It's right. It's literally yeah, right, by my, right beside my house, and I've never been. <laughs> it's, it's very expensive. That's why I've not gone. Um, but I've, I very much consider going. One of these days, you and I are gonna have to bite the bullet on that one. Uh, I will. Sure. I will, I will uh, throw the label. Uh, I'll throw the ignorance label on my head, on my forehead. Now yeah. there, I look. Now I feel real stupid. <laughs> Where's the dunce cap? I think Sean still got it from our. Uh, I have fetched the dunce cap. It is back on my head. I put it on <laughs> me. Uh, but is there any other notes you wanted to bring out for for this one? 
Yes, uh, I mentioned my best thing, which was, uh, you know, I don't think any bad performances or anything like that. I should also mention a few things. They, they adapted some stuff, right? So they they withdrew uh, Abu, if you remember Abu, the, the monkey, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the Aladdin sidekick. Uh, he is no longer in this production. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. We're, we're, how would they do that, really? And in place of that, we have uh, three of Aladdin's close friends. Oh, okay. A little Greek yes. choir situation going on. Yes, I believe. Let me see their names. Let's see. Babak. Uh, no, that's that's his name. Excuse me. Oh yeah, no. Okay, yeah. Babak, Omar, and Kasim, I believe, or Kasim. Um, those are his. Uh, yeah, his muse, his posse, his Greek chorus, whatever you want to call it. So again, to give uh, Aladdin somebody to talk to uh, while they are while he is, you know, lamenting about certain things. Uh, just so he's not a crazy person uh, talking to the audience, even though it's a different medium. But anyway, um, and the same thing with Jasmine. Uh, I was telling my sibling uh. this, and they t- they told me uh, her tiger's name, but I forget uh, her tiger's name. But um, yeah, he was also excised from the play. Not even like you know, in the, a background model or anything like that. Mm. Uh, instead, she had her own little uh, three friends that she uh, coerced with and and confided with. And so obviously you can you can assume three and three, you know they'll they'll all go together. Um, <laughs> oh no! Well, it's kind of this is getting body in, uh, yeah, some Indian in innuendos potentially. Well, it's well just in 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 the way of like you know the if if Laden and Jasmine you know are coupled and so are their uh, their friends and their uh, their their groups their pals yeah. their buds. Maybe I took they'll all go together in a different way. <laughs> I don't think they went there with that kind of stuff, but I, I know what you're referring to. Um, another thing I met, I noticed was that uh, they gave they they did add some songs. Now I don't know some of them. So all the music may have been done by Alan Menken, again returning for this, and they also make note an asterisk of which ones were done by Howard Ashman. You know the one who wrote and or the other one who uh, did the lyrics for the original one. And also Tim Rice was involved in this, but I can yeah, I think that was mostly like turn uh, uh, what is it holdovers from the original musical uh, mm. or from the animated film, excuse me. But I can't remember if some of these songs like some of these songs say that they were also done by Howard Ashman lyrics wise, and I'm like. Huh, I I don't like were these like I'm wondering if some of these were cut songs from the original. I obviously didn't do my research to that, but they had they added some songs. Obviously, we have, um, what is it? We have um, "Proud of Your Boy," which is an Aladdin song. Which uh, this one kind of goes into um, his backstory with his mother and you know how you know both his parents died and like one of his one of her last things. Uh, or interactions with his mother was that he was going to basically make uh, her proud of of him being a person and or like going out there and being somebody. Mm. So very much like a I want song, but at least giving him some you know f- backstory with the family to get us to connect with him more. Yeah, and for all the musical numbers, how do you feel like they uh, like set up all the choreography and the the way that the the songs played out? Very much moving. Uh, they, had a, they had a funny song with uh, the, uh, three of Al's friends, where it was like a, a fight scene almost between guards, where they Aladdin goes is uh, stuck in prison because he went to visit Jasmine. This is when he's Prince Ali, excuse me, because he's not too 
uh, visit Princess Jasmine after hours, and so he does so, and then Jafar captures him, puts him in prison, and then his three, three friends come and break him out of it. Uh, and they're, they have a big musical number at that point, which, of course, ends them with them all getting uh, caught and uh, thrown in the prison as well. <laughs> oh, and this is even funnier. You're going to love this. Um, so when they do Prince Ali, and I'll get to that in a second, uh, oh. when they do Prince Ali, um, they're part of it, but they think it's a, a scam because they're, they're basically like these these guys who uh, you know run, run sting operations or uh, hustle and uh, pickpocket people. They're, they're this whole, like, you know, thieves. They, they, you know, Aladdin has his own, like, you know, band of thieves. And so it could be called, like, the Prince of Thieves, almost. And <laughs> they, they think that the whole routine of, of Prince Ali is all just, well, one of them at least thinks it's, like, a joke. Like, they think it's just a big scam. That's fun. <laughs> Not realizing that it was, it was, like, they don't realize Genie is a genie. <laughs> no, once you mentioned Prince Ali, I was like, wow, I... I can see a, a, a stage version of that song and I can see it being fantastic. And my goodness, that was like the second like best musical number. Not, not that like, you know, um, was it? Uh, well, Raby Nights was good. One Jump Ahead was also great. But yeah, Prince Ali, I remember was they, they like that. And um, and a friend like me are just like go full on like Vegas show almost like classic Vegas show. Excuse me. Um, just with like all the works. It was so well good those are (laughs) my two favorite moments um but i will now come to uh what i also think was uh you know what i wasn't feeling with Mm. uh which was the second act um because as soon as that thing came out so the the, so started the place started at eight o'clock so usually these things last like two 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 hours ten minutes two hours uh, a bit Mm -hmm. uh depends on the musical obviously depends on the play this like as soon as act two came out I'm talking shotgun blast. Like this thing went fast. It was literally like the Super Mario Brothers movie, where mm. from start to finish, like the the beginning, like was all you know set up. And Jasmine also had her own little song uh, as well with her muse. Uh, and then her and Aladdin had another song together. By the way, it was called A Million Miles Away, which I think is also uh, well. similar to a song from uh, that too, uh, but also similar to a song from The Prince of Egypt. Uh, musical the- uh, theater play oh. or production, which, but it's not that that's not what it's called, but it's just, okay, that's kind of funny, but yeah, this thing went fast, because you know, like, Aladdin, because I, I, I think I should mention that um, Friend Like Me is basically the the Act 1 finale, and then mm-hmm. they start Act 2 with Prince Ali, very well that was that was very smart, I have, to, I have to admit to that that was very, like, smart on them part to do it but after yeah. that, it's like a shotgun blast, and like I, it, it's it's over quickly. And I'm like, crap! You could like, I kind of wanted like some more interactions with like um, Jasmine and Aladdin, and obviously yeah. they do that with. Um, I'll get to it, but they, they obviously do that with uh, a whole new world. But um, y- if you remember in, in Anastasia, we had that that little middle in the second act we had Anya and then her grandmother uh, all mm-hmm. in that play. If you remember, they went and saw Swan Lake and then they yep. had the interaction. Like that was what I was thinking that was going to happen. We sort of have that in this, but I don't feel as though it's as quick. I don't feel as though it's, I mean, maybe it is very, very similar, but I, I kind of wish there's a lot more with that kind of stuff. But as soon as, as soon as um, let's see, as soon as Al gets out of prison, his he's uh, Jafar then grabs cloak uh sneakily of course and gets the genie and then 
basically the, the, the whole end of the animated film where, you know, he literally banishes him and, you know, in like a rocket type ship. Uh, that's all cut out for obvious reasons. Mm. Uh, and it, it's immediate, like for first, um, like, um, what is it? Jafar makes his first wish to be Sultan and then immediately Aladdin deduces like, oh, you don't have all the power in the world. And he does the whole like trickery of, um, yeah, you, you don't have as much power as the genie. And so it's like, oh, genie, I wish to be a genie. And then he's immediately like captured and put placed in the lamp and then it's over. It's like, what the fuck? Like that went fast. Yeah. And do you feel like the romance maybe was a little bit hampered by that kind of uh, shortchanging their time together? Now the thing is, they they built it up. They they did the right thing in the first act, uh, it, which is they obviously show Jasmine go down to the market, and then like her and Aladdin meet, and they go to his little like pad, his rooftop, and they yeah, have a song. They have that song, Million Miles Away." There, so you know they they mm. they do have interactions about. I was kind of hoping that there'd be a little bit more of that, and then we get to obviously you know one of the other like big songs, like one of the, the other memorable songs. Which is a whole new world, which in the film I, you know, definitely appreciate. Uh, just for its set piece and, you know, it's going around and showing her this very, you know, obviously kind of like a generic song by nowadays, nowadays standards, but spectacle of it is, is real nice. Um, yeah. And in this, uh, as my friend, my friend was actually pleased with the song. He liked how much more subdued and quiet it was. Uh, so production-wise, what they did was uh, so they had this this nice this grand window that is in Jasmine's quarters, and then Aladdin you know jumps out just to be like I guess I guess I'll be on my way, and he jumps out and obviously lands on the magic carpet. And that's another thing: the magic carpet was only there in that scene. Oh wow! The, the carpet itself was no longer a character. He was in the in the Hyperion Disney version at Disneyland. He was uh, him and Abu were both uh, models or either puppeteers or, or puppets. And same with Iago, and um, uh, the uh, the the carpet. He was just a uh, person in you know you know a, a carpet. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was just uh, the carpet was there for that scene. I was kind of like, ah, oh, I, I kind of like the carpet from you know the, the movie. But yeah, you, know, you obviously have to make adaptational changes, uh, and I understood why they didn't do that. But man uh the song was lit in the the background was just a starry night and there was the smoke machine there and they would obviously you know both performers were on this you know carpet uh prop and stage manipulation had them in the air and wiring and they kind of were just moving around obviously did not go above and uh the below the audience uh thankfully but yeah the song kind of went quick and i was I was I, that one I wasn't a little bit too feeling on. I was like, oh, I don't I don't know about this one. Uh, I'd have to give it another listen to. But I was like, because I kept obviously the comparison to the animated film was there. But I was like, Oof. I don't know. And, and there was no this is where I was like, oh, the volume would have worked here perfectly. Or I was also hoping that there'd be some props that people would have been like the, the extras would have like brought into uh, to show that they go by, you know, each other uh, country in our culture. Mm -hmm. So I was, mm -hmm. that was what I was really hoping for, but they didn't end up doing that. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's uh, fair enough. They, it's, it's the direction that they're going for, but I was like, Oh, that's something that I, I definitely like. And so I, I can't really complain too much about, you know, the, the length because I mean, the original one was actually like, I didn't look it up, but I, if I recall, it was only like 80 to 90 minutes. Like it's fairly yeah. short. 
Yeah, it sounds about right. So they were pretty much like accurate to the um, the 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 time and the length of the movie itself uh, from originally. So I'm like, I I can't like argue with that in a way. Yeah, you'd think they might want to fill it out a little bit more for a, a stage production, but. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see how Frozen is, because Frozen has a lot more songs than Aladdin does, and I mean the stage production, excuse me, yeah. I, I feel, like, at least from what I've listened to Frozen, it had, but we'll see how the, I'll, I'll see how, like, this, those acts do when it comes to setup, like, a lot of the setups uh, for, in Frozen are from, like, the, are in the songs themselves, which is nice, so I don't know how much is going to be in dialogue, but, like, you can, you can listen, to, it's, it's one of those things where you can listen to a... Uh, a produ- a mu- the musical track of a theater production and get almost enough in in fact like the whole story without ever having dialogue yeah that is uh, i think that's saying something when it comes to those play but i mean uh, maybe that is just me and my perspective anything else you'd like to ask sir uh, i think i'm tapped okay Any- anything else you'd like to uh make sure you mention <sighs> Very good, very good uh, production. Um, all the players were spot on, even if all some of their performance when it came to singing or uh, the way yeah they, they acted with those characters in those singing moments, I they still like knocked it out of the park when it came to um, performance wise. And yeah, I, I definitely recommend because I think the ticket itself like because some people might complain about the length. If they do or not, they might complain about the length being too short. I'm like, I tell you what, the production side itself, the spare no expense because it's Disney, um, that itself is was was phenomenal and definitely worth the price of admission. Mm. Obviously, you know that's that's not to say that's not to say like you know there's no bells and whistles like because you know you just have all these superfluous uh, production, you know that doesn't make the real play. Uh, how's the story and how's the characters? You know, it's 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 definitely there. It's uh, they they. I think it's a faithful adaptation, uh, and you know, necessary changes for the medium itself. Um, I wish there had been uh, stuff that was done differently, but at the, at the end of the day, I'm I'm feeling it. Nice. Yeah, you feel like you feel like it was worth the price. That's that's good. Yeah. No, I definitely got my money's worth because I was I was smiling at the end. I was like. Other than the fact of how short, at least I felt the second act was. Well, so if if anyone has a chance to to catch the Broadway across Canada, a presentation of Aladdin, yeah, definitely the stamp of uh, stack recommendation or stamp of recommendation from other novice leaders podcast. So so go check it out and support your local theater. Yeah, I think actually no, I think Lion King's also coming out at the end of this year. Oh wow! I did not realize that. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm. I I think I'm also going to that one, and uh, it'll have been nine years since I saw that last. Uh, since I saw it last. Oh, cool. Well, definitely look forward to that uh, speakeasy coming your way, and yeah, probably faster than you think, since the years just flying by. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I think one complaint or criticism people might have of this is that it's more of a roller coaster like a attraction at disneyland uh but on the stage instead uh of being you know an actual uh, amusement ride that is moving because people might think that the plot is just moving along going along there's musical numbers and there's not a lot of quiet moments that's the thing that people like about theater is is the quiet moments that you can get and 
whether awkward or just very moving and powerful performances the the actors can give and they may not find that in this so i guess there is that like criticisms to have but so yeah i guess i i can equate that this to almost like a, a attraction at disneyland but it's a very good one <laughs> uh they spared they spared no expense nice oh and thank you isaac for bringing this review to us i, I very much enjoyed uh, hearing your thoughts on it but uh do you have any final words for us Thank you for listening to me ramble on and uh, catch us on the next uh, theater production talk. Peace. I gotta say, uh, there's several people who I'd say uh, I'm glad to have friends with, but oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make some joke of like, I've never had a friend like me. But that makes no sense. <laughs>